Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Welcome back to Live Mike. I am Lee Lonsberry. We're going to go back in time. We're going to go back in time to last September. September of, ni- uh, of 1919. No, of 2019. Feels like an eternity ago, right? We were so young and innocent then. The earth beneath our feet had yet to shake. The president had yet to be impeached. And the world had yet to be afflicted by this great pandemic. It was a simpler time. A time where hugs were abundant and handshakes were frequent. <laughs> and where we weren't wearing masks all the time. And I didn't have to broadcast from my guest bedroom every day. I want to go back to September. I'm sorry. Pull yourself together, Lee. Last September, I uh, auditioned for this show. The KSL gave me three days, and uh, for about two and a half, three hours, I think, I, it was you and me talking. I was very nervous. I was speaking very fast. I was speaking faster than I do today, even. This this is Lee Lonsberry mellowed out. (laughs) Imagine when I was terrified by every every nanosecond of silence, felt that I need to fill every single gap with a word. Well, I've wised up. I've got a little smarter since then. But the reason I bring up those audition days, I had a conversation during one of those three days in September uh, with Thomas Wright. Thomas Wright then was a member of the Utah Debate Commission. He had to resign that position, though, uh, when he decided to run for governor, uh, doing so alongside uh, uh, Rob Bishop. As you know, and you also know, uh, that didn't work out for those gentlemen, and it uh, is Spencer Cox right now enjoying uh, the Republican nomination for the office of governor here in the state of Utah. But then uh, Thomas Wright was a a uh, member of the Utah Debate Commission, co-chair, as a matter of fact. And I, uh, I've known Thomas for a long time. I have always known him to be someone in the loop. And so as I was preparing to chat with you uh, for those three days, I, I reached out to him. I said, hey, uh, is there anything I should know? Anything like exciting going on out there? Are you involved in any kind of – how would you help me put together a fun and engaging show? And he said, well, Lee, well, 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 there might be something coming. There might be something of the debate nature coming to Utah. Yeah, uh, our organization, the Utah Debate Commission, has been back and forth with the Presidential Debate Commission about putting together some kind of event. Anyway, uh, at that time, he wasn't yet ready to reveal what was in the works, and, uh, and I, my audition time uh, came to an end before we were actually able to, to get to it, to figure out what it was he was talking about that day. But we since then have learned, and it is that uh, Utah in October, we'll play host 
to the one and only vice presidential debate. And that's a huge deal. A, a massive, massive deal. The, the highest of likelihoods is that that debate, that vice presidential debate, which will take place between Mike Pence and, insert name here, will draw an audience of possibly 100 million people. There may be 100 million sets of eyes watching a discussion, a debate, which happens, uh, which will happen right here in Utah. Okay, so why am I bringing this up? It's old news. It's been announced. We know it's coming. Uh, the only question left to answer is who will be debating uh, Mike Pence? And I guess, I guess Mike Pence isn't a foregone conclusion either, right? Who knows what could happen between now and then? Maybe Nikki Haley shows up. All right, don't get distracted, Lee. That's a, that's a debate and a conversation for, a, for another time. It will likely be Mike Pence. Good smart money is betting on Mike Pence coming to Utah and debating uh, someone yet to be announced. Uh, likely a woman, as has been committed by Joe Biden. He's made it known that it is his intention to nominate a woman. The list is uh, very short. So we'll see who emerges uh, from this short list. But that's uh, what will happen, and it will. The, sh the show must go on. There have been talks and chatters uh, about whether or not it is wise uh, to host the debate here. And we'll get into what Utah has decided, but let's look at those other debates, uh, the other debates put together by the Presidential Debate Commission, the ones uh, actually involving the candidates for president. The debates taking place between uh, Donald Trump and Joe Biden. Notre Dame was one of the uh, universities which had been selected uh, to host a presidential debate, a massive, massive honor. And it was just yesterday that Notre Dame announced, in fact, the president, Reverend John Jenkins, uh, announced just yesterday that the University uh, of Notre Dame has withdrawn as the host site for the first of a series of 2020 presidential debates, the one scheduled for September 29th. Statement from the president reads, this difficult decision uh, has been made because the necessary health precautions would have greatly diminished the educational value of hosting the debate on our campus. This difficult decision was because the necessary health precautions would have greatly diminished the educational value of hosting the debate on our campus. The inevitable reduction in student attendance in the debate hall, volunteer opportunities, and ancillary educational events undermined the primary benefit of hosting to provide our students with a meaningful opportunity to engage in the American political process. Have you ever heard of Case Western uh, University? A friend of mine uh, attended uh, that university. It's in Ohio. It has raised its hand and said, yeah, we'll host the debate. No problem. You send those presidential candidates down here. Uh, and so it'll take place there in Ohio, uh, uh, Cleveland, Ohio, to be specific. Uh, but back to Notre Dame's attitude. Uh, that's bunk. That's nonsense. That is absolute nonsense. And if you are unable uh, to leverage technology and all that we have learned, <laughs> all that we have learned since facing this coronavirus, uh, then maybe you're not fit to be running a university. W why am I so confident saying that? Well, because during the primary race for Utah's first congressional district, I talked about this briefly on the show, I was asked to moderate a debate, and I did that. I traveled up to, to Weber State, and I there hosted uh, a debate between the four candidates. 
How did it work? Well, I showed up with a mask. The candidates all had masks. There was good distance between each of their seats. There was hand washing. There was sanitization of all of the stations between all the events. It was a safe, safe environment. No one emerged from that event that night with the coronavirus. Granted, there were no uh, students in attendance, but the students did participate. We had wonderful student participation. And so what Weber State was able to pull off, what Case Western has said that it will do because Notre Dame can't, is exactly to what the University of Utah has decided. Here's Jason Perry talking about how excited the university is to host the debate. The University of Utah is thrilled to be able to host this vice presidential debate. It is the only vice presidential debate that will be held in the country. And we're expecting 35 plus million people from all over the world to be watching state of Utah and the University of Utah as we have this uh, very important uh, political event. Yeah, University of Utah is going to pull this off and there will be people in attendance and the safeguards will be put in place to avoid the spread of this nasty virus. All right. We, in fact, can have our cake and eat it, too, if we do so with the proper safety measures in place. And the University of Utah is up to the challenge. Case Western is up to the challenge and all the other universities uh, who know what a great benefit it is uh, to host uh, an event like this will remain at the plate ready to bat. All right. And so you ask yourself, why? Why would Notre Dame opt out of this? You know, they gave the reason of of safety and the diminished educational experience of the students in attendance. Well, that's our primary goal, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I don't know. I'd question that. I'd question that. Is Is it politics? Has maybe the presidential race become so nasty? that they don't want that, they don't want the stain of that, regardless of their or your political leanings. They don't want the stain of that uh, debate uh, on their campus. That's understandable, but come on, say it, you know. Don't accuse other universities of being irresponsible for hosting the event that you're too afraid to host yourself. Uh, That's my view. Quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about uh, a company I have loved my entire life, uh, Remington Firearms, all right? Filing for bankruptcy. We'll go into those details next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio.